Blog Talk Radio.
take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour where you shall speak. Hallelujah, Yahweh. So he's saying, when you, he's saying you're going to be on a hot seat. No doubt about mm-hmm. it, I can his word. But he said, don't worry, because if you're on the right, right side of the mighty one, he's going to put the words in your mouth that give you a service on him. And matter of fact, he's going to do it according to Luke, verse, Luke 12, 12. Matter of fact, uh, Rose. You'll do it according to Luke 12, verse 12. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. What does that say? Hallelujah. Yahweh. Luke 12, verse 12 says, Mm -hmm. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in that in, in that case, that ghost means the, the the Holy Spirit, the Spirit in that case. So in that case, that ghost, well, the ghost means that somebody died and came back. So that ghost means the Spirit of Yahweh in that very same hour. And matter of fact, let's precept that Spirit and make sure we know what Spirit is here. That that gonna take care of you in that very same hour. So let's precept that up. And let's go to the book of Proverbs. We're going to see precept that in Proverbs and see exactly what spirit is that and, and Proverbs. Let's see what spirit is that. Let me peek over there. I'm not going to tell them to follow me right now. So it's a verse in Proverbs there to tell us exactly what spirit that is. Let me find some Proverbs. I don't know why it didn't, it didn't come out. Just bad. I'm following this from that very same hour. Certainly out the gate already. So let's see what 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 is, do I want out of the book of Proverbs that to take care of what we need. I don't know why I'm. That didn't just come right to me. That means I got to check myself and find out what happened. Why didn't it just come right to me? What verse to go to in Proverbs? So in Proverbs chapter 3, yeah, in Proverbs chapter 3, that's what I want. Proverbs chapter 3, that's what I want. Hmm. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place coming out, coming out here right now. I'm all, I'm all over the place. I wonder what I'm happening. Why can't I find the verses that I need right now? Hmm. So I gotta, I gotta do um. So I gotta do for that. I gotta do a, a what you call that, Daniel two sixteen now, Miriam. I got to do a Daniel 2.16. What is it saying, Daniel 2.16? Hallelujah. Yahweh. Daniel chapter 2, verse 16. <clears throat> and it reads, Daniel chapter 2, verse 16. 
And it reads, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daniel said, give some time. And that's the same thing I'm stuck with right now. And uh, it's the first time this uh, basically happened to the old seer. Where he, he ready to go. He got some Luke 12, 12 on the table. And now he's stuck coming out the gate. He can't figure out what's going on in Proverbs. And we know it's a verse that, uh, give, me, give me a 663 of St. John. And maybe Proverbs will come back to me. And three of y'all get up in there and kept those fear out. So in the book called St. John 663, can you have those fear out of 663 there? Uh, so, Miriam? Yeah, Yahweh. John chapter 6, verse 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Mm-hmm. That's right, the words. So these words is what really, so that spirit is his words. So in that very same hour, he going to give you words to say. So that's what he going to give you. In that very same, the righteous spirit going to give you words to say. In that very same hour. So, so that's why he says in um in the book of Luke, he makes a statement in the book of Luke, chapter ten. He tells the one that's gonna be carrying his words some things out to Mary. He makes a statement in the book of Luke, chapter ten. He tells them something. And what he tells them in um, King verse 3 down to verse number 8. He tells them something in Luke 10, 3 down to verse 8. What do you say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Luke chapter 10, verse 3 through 8. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth. As lambs among wolves, for carry neither purse, nor scrip, nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. Five, and until whatsoever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. Six, and if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. Seven, and in the same house remain entering, eating, and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Eight, and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Hallelujah, Yahweh. If you'll know when your peace is there, he said, you'll know when your peace is there. He said, now, if you see your peace there, and if it's not a hostile situation, you'll know because he'll give you a discernment. He'll give you the discernment 
know exactly what to do in that very same hour. Now, Mother Eve came into the on stage, and, and Mother Eve, I, I'm kind of, I'm missing a verse, Mother Eve. It just some got past me. I don't know why I can't remember. You know, it's, um, it'll come to me, but I did ask the time in 2.16, but it's amazing how that verse got away from me. I'm about to figure out what happened, because I know if we read Luke, Verse 12, 12. Matter of fact, hey, mother, mother E, try one of the mothers out of Cavalry. Y'all thought BJC Ray. Y'all thought BJC is real. A C Ray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, mother, I'm kind of complex right now because um, Sister Miriam read me some Luke 12, 12, and then and I will take care of a word called ghost and, and explain what it means for the national audience, but it got away from me. So I'll tell you what, there, mother. Look right down at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Let's see, let's see can we um, go back over Luke 12, verse 12, and let's see why did that verse befall me. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. What does it say there of Mother E? Book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. In the very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. And I believe that. But like I said again, a verse in Proverbs got away from me to explain exactly what that righteous spirit is, mother. In Proverbs, it got away from me. I mean, it just got, I mean, just, you know, your mind just, just went a blank. It just got away from me. And I don't know how it happened. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm about to find out. So now, it is a, a prophecy made, Mother It was a prophecy made in the 19th chapter Luke. It was a prophecy made. And I want to examine because I see what the international big uh, dignitary left on the thing. He left, left a message on there, but I'm not going to read it out. Let us stay there for a minute. Chapter 19, verse 41 through 44 there, Mother Eve. What did that verse say? Luke chapter 19, mm-hmm. 41 and 44. Um, yeah, take it straight on down to 41 through 44. I'm heading somewhere, but I don't know where I'm heading to, but I'm heading somewhere, Mother Eve. We'll find out later. So, Luke chapter 19, mm-hmm. verse 41 to 44. Mm-hmm. Verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. 42. Saying, As I had known, even thou, 
and make me in this that your day, the things which belong unto your belong unto you, peace. But now they are hid from my eyes. Forty three. But the day shall come upon thee that thine enemy shall cast a trance about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side. Forty four. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee, and they and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thus knoweth not the time of this visitation. Mm-hmm. That's big, big trouble there. So now, when he came to the city, he saw a cry about this city, city of the southern kingdom called Judah. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon was there. He still crying. So he says, this city is going to be torn down so bad that it will be not one stone on another that won't be thrown down. So there won't be no welding wall. So that's another lesson. Mm-hmm. So to go over there to the southern kingdom and be putting the papers all in that, in that wall. Come out with it. I want to go to the great wall. It wasn't no wall. That wall was built up later. Matter of fact, the temple was nowhere near where that wall was in anyway. But that's another lesson. You know, people, they save a whole lot of money just to go there and they got tours going, tour guys going to, they call it Jerusalem, which is really Judah. And they go there and they bump their head against that wall. But that wall and the area they bumping their head in other lessons, we've done it years ago. The temple was nowhere near what they're doing without no lesson. We just throw that out and, and watch how many blood pressures run up. Their blood pressure run up on that, but we took it at years ago. And matter of fact, we're going to take care of it again. So now, when you read Luke 12, 12 right, the Spirit will teach you in that very same hour. And showing that the word ghost means the righteous spirit. But what are you going to teach you in that very same hour? Now you're saying about clicking in the brain now, uh, Mother E. Let's get look at that Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. So Proverbs 1, 2, and 3 will tell us exactly what we're talking about in Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. And look the mirror in hell means Luke 21 Verse number 18 to 24. Hey, wait a minute. Luke 21, 18 to 24. So the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is slain for spirit. But in this case, what's going to teach you in that very same hour is Proverbs 1, 23. Make a note of that. Oh, Sister Miriam, Proverbs 1, 23. Hey, Mother Eve, read that. Proverbs 1, 23, what it say? The book of Proverbs, chapter 1. Verse 23, turn you at my reproof, be whole, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So you see that? So that's what he's going to pour out on you. 
and words and what have you where you able to go in this book in that very same novel and take care of the game the game the game fails in that very same hour. That you don't need per script or nothing. In that very same hour, he'll put that spirit in you and you'd be surprised how that word will come out as as if you're on the right side of the Almighty. That word just come bubbling out. Matter of fact, give me a preacher, let me show you how it'll come out. Hey Mother E, preach up on that. In seven thirty, seven thirty eight. Let me show you how the word will come out. When when you stuck in that book right, and you up on the right mind of the Almighty Son that got the message from the Father. This how this word gonna come out at a time appointed. Let's see what it says in seven thirty eight of the book of Saint John. Saint John seven, verse thirty eight. Look at St. John, chapter 7, verse 38. St. John, chapter 7, verse 38. Let me get that. St. John, chapter 7, 38. St. John, chapter 7, verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his daddy to flow rivers of living water. He said, you believe on him, he said, you're going to be reaching all down in your gut. And what's going to come out is living water. And that living water in Ephesians 5, 26, we're not going to read, is his word. Well, that's when you know you're still in that book. When you know you're on the right track of Yahweh, and when you're still in that book, right? He said in that very same hour, he put that righteous spirit in you, and out of your belly, them words that come out your belly, just to come out just like that. That's when you know that Yahweh is very happy with you. So that's taking us somewhere. There was nothing, no accident about anything. Everything is always a learning process, and there's no accident about anything in this book. So this is timeline for whatever still got to be revealed. So now... Sister Mary in the 21st chapter, verse 18 down to verse 24, let's talk about it. Luke chapter 21, 18 and 24, come on. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Luke chapter 21, verse 18, 18 through 24, and it reads, But there shall not an hair of your head perish, 19, and your patience possess you, your soul. 20. And when you shall see Jerusalem compared with, or is it Judah, that Judah? Compared with honor. Yeah, once, once you see Jerusalem, which polluted for the southern kingdom, Judah, compared with honor without the name. Then know that the desolation thereof is high. 21. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And now, let them right which are... Hold that point right there. Hold that point right there. Now, now, those that in Judea, that's another word, is a good word for Judah also. So Judea and Jerusalem is a polluted word for Judah. Make a note of that. So you see the word Judea? That's also the polluted word for the land of Judah. 
You see the word Jerusalem? That's also a fluid name for the land of, of Judah. So both words is a fluid word. And remember, we come on this broadcast to, to enlighten the national audience. So, so the fear come in because it's to enlighten them. Look over in that land of the southern kingdom. That was the land where Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon was at. They were there. And, and every land is called by the name. You see the precept on that, uh, Mother E? You see the precept on that, how, the, how every land is called. Go to Psalm 49, verse 11. Let's see how every name is called. You get a precept on that Psalm 49, verse 11. Mother E, Psalm okay. 49, verse 11. Mm-hmm. You should have preached up on that. Psalm 49, verse 11. Mm-hmm. Psalm 49, verse 11. Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter 49, verse 11. That inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling place to all generations. They call their land after their own name. Mm-hmm. They call their land after their own name. So they call their land after their own name. Mm-hmm. Ain't no father in Jerusalem today. Ain't no father in Judea. Uh, Judea, because that is a fluid word for Judah. But Judah have a father. Judah got three brothers ahead of him, and his father's name is Jacob, who name was changed of Israel. So that's what you call by the land. Now let's get a preacher, I mean, let's, let's get a second witness and find out what name you put on your land, mother. We're going to Judges. We're going to Judges chapter 18 and look at verse 29. Let's find out what name. What name goes on the land, wherever you migrate to, let's find out what name goes on the land. We're going to the book of Judges, chapter 18, verse 29. What does it say there, Mother? The book of Judges, chapter 18, verse 29. Judges, chapter 18, verse 29. Verse 29, read. And they called the name of the city Dan, after the name of Dan, their father, who was born unto Israel. How be it? How be it? How be it? The name of the city was Lysen at the first. At first. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see, that's good right there. So so when you migrate to a city and you take over to be the proprietor of a city, you put your father's name on the city. So whenever you migrate to a city, according to the Bible, you put your father's name there. So that's that's the key. Because if you got your father's name there, they can trace you back to exactly what's going on. And see, what happened today about being now called African-American, Negro, and color, that's 
not a foul name. That's a derogatory statement against you. And that's why you don't know where our land is or nothing. Because when you migrate to anywhere you go, you put your father's name on the name of the man. So when, so when David got to where he had to get to, he knew one thing. That castle of Zion, he put his name there, but he had his father's name there behind it. David from the tribe of Judah. So you always put your, your, your father's name, you go. So we see words called Judea or Jerusalem. That's not a number of the children of Israel. A father's name got to be there. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, or Simeon. So all was upon the Judah. So that southern kingdom is called Judah, southern kingdom. And now once you understand, once you understand that, that means one thing. We start tying this thing in on exactly what happened to a people that's now called African American, Negro, and Colored because they have lost their identity name and their sovereign name. They have lost it by being up on this. This curse, a wickedness by their own doing, but the sixth on the camp is to bring you out of this thing and unlock this. So we're going back to Luke chapter 19, and we'll pick it back up again at verse number 42 there, Sister Miriam. Let's pick it at verse 42 again. We'll read a little bit. Come on. Sister Miriam. Uh, Luke 21, 22. Oh, okay, I thought you wanted me to back up. You said 1942, so, all right. So Luke 18, I mean, uh, chapter 21, verse 18, or do you want me to start at 19? Let's start at 19. Start, start where you uh, left off on the word called, start at the word where you left off on Judeo, which is you. Okay. Start at that word. Okay. So that's Luke chapter 21, verse, uh, let me see, that started out then, but the, okay, okay, so you said that Judea, okay, well, Judah, then let them which are in Judah flee to the mountain, 21, let them which are in Judah, flee to the mountain, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter there into. 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. 23. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them they give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon the people. 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Judah, thy Judah, shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. He said, these be days of vengeance. That is written. He said, these be days of vengeance. So that means all, so you tell me there was something written that this was going to happen to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. He said, you can go back and read that. These be days of vengeance. 
days of vengeance. So something must have happened in the beginning, and we might want to find out about it, uh, Sister Miriam. So what? You better find out about this right here. About he said it's written, these be days of vengeance. So let's let's find out what is he talking about by going to Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, 2, and we'll skip down to verse 16, down to verse 25. Let's find out what's going on. He said, these be days of vengeance? What? Talking about, almighty? Let's go find out the days of vengeance. That means you must have said it once before, and somebody uh, don't pay it no never mind. So we're going to do Romans 28, verse 1, 2, and skip down to verse number 16 and 25. Sister Miriam, come on. Hallelujah. Wow. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2, skip down to 16, and then verse 25. Verse 1 reads. Now, hey, hold on, hold on, and, hold on. Go straight down to 25. 16, straight, straight on, down 25. all the way out. All right. Down. Hallelujah, Yahweh. And it shall come to pass, verse 1, 28, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass. That you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to observe and do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that Yahweh, your Yahweh, will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Two, and all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. Now, down to 16 of 28 Deuteronomy. Okay. Well, hold that form right there. Uh, read verse 1 again now. We got, we got a printed time. Just take your time. Take a deep breath before you break out. Read. Take a deep breath. Take your time. And uh, what did he say in 28 verse 1 again? Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. And it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Yahweh your Yahweh, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that Yahweh, thy Yahweh, will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Wow. That's big trumpet there. That's big trumpet there. So if you listen to me, talking to, we got no name to him, but he said, listen, if you listen to me, I got a position for you above all the people on the face of the earth. That was the man saying, if you listen to me, Moses was told to tell the children of Israel. And matter of fact, let's, let's make sure, like I said, there's no accident on anything. That's how the prayer will lead a lesson. He said, now, if you listen to me, all these blessings will come upon you. Now, Mother Eve, let's, let's do a little, let's do a little, but before we do any of that good stuff, let's see if we bring that young line in and tell y'all about the broadcast, who all can and broadcast and all that good stuff. But that, that, that was a big buddy that you come up with. If you listen to me, all these blessings come upon you. So he tell the people 
that we ain't got no name on it for the national audience sake. We gotta find who these people is. But before we find out anything, let's find out it's the young lion coming on on stage number take number nine two, she's coming peacefully to uh, let the national audience know exactly who all can and all cares and what's going on. We're gonna find out. So when you meet the young lion that's up and coming teacher out of count one, some of them are Israel. Tribe of Yah God Judah. Yahweh, you there, C. Roy. bless you there. Sir Israel of C. Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. You know, if you're coming on the broadcast, people need that young one. Look right now, Sir Israel, C. Roy. I'm heading towards the house. I'm jumping in, loading in the car right now. So uh, I can uh, bring in a broadcast. And let everyone know who's carrying the broadcast at this moment. But fire's up. Uh, being able to read right now. Won't be able to read at this very second. Well, I tell you, I tell you what. Just we, we hold all that up until you, until you return in grand style because um, I got a strange feeling you coming in peacefully anyway. So that's that's plus number one. So once you get all situated and take a deep breath and wrap back, we 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 can rehearse the righteous act again and five eleven judges. So just uh, take your time and just uh, load up real good and get situated. Then you tell the national audience once at time appointed. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Now, now, Mother E. Hey, Mother E. Now, he said, that was a big word he said. He said to a people, you listen to me. Your position is to be High above all nations. Now that's the top mother. We need to find out oh, who we because we've been praying all our lives that um, everybody's equal and one people make more decisions on another people. We found out a lot of things. But we found out that Yahweh said these be days of vengeance for everything that been written to be fulfilled. So it means some was written to a people that have to be fulfilled. See, that's big talk. So let's find out what he says, Mother, in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Let's see if we beat this just a little bit, Mother, Mother E. Let's beat this in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. What it says, you know, he said, I'm going to have you above all people. We ain't got no name on who you're talking to yet, but we're going to find out. But in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6, Mother, what, what says that we can read? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 6. For thou art a righteous people unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, has chosen thee to be a special, peculiar people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So he has made you to be a special people. See, but period, we can be taken any kind of way as weird or anything. But he made you a special people, but he said the same thing again. To be to be a special people and and what position again, mother? Above all nations. So if you if you start to drill something in a in your your loved ones, your kids long enough, and you catch them down, down where they need to hear this thing, 
in a sense with them forever, as if you drew an animal. But see, how many times have you told your loved ones their position? You are a special people. You are above all the nations. Now, when you tell them that and let them read for themselves, you put what you what needs to be in them when they come out in this world. You understand, according to the Bible, I am a special people. My position is to be above all the nations. You know, say it again, mother. So now, now we want to go to Deuteronomy's mother and find out who you're talking about is the special people that we can read. See, the game changer is when you're able to sit your loved ones down, even in the womb, and tell them their position before the world eat them up. Have them all off into Christianity, Islam, Judaism. They'll be all over the place. But if you ain't to sit your loved ones down or those that you meet and show them their position, maybe they won't be all of a sudden want to, if you step on their shoes, say, look at it. He stepped on your shoes, bro. You used to pull that bag out on him. See, we don't, all this right here, we don't lost. And that's why it's so important to donate contributions to this ministry for Land School Banquet Hall, Land School Banquet Hall, and a radio station. See? Because we have to instill in our loved ones and those we come in contact with uh, is a people, according to the Bible, was told to Moses, is above all people. We ain't got no name on them yet, but we're going to find out. The time we talk about mother, all we need is two lines in Deuteronomy chapter one one. All we need is two lines. All we need to give a name on what people are you talking about? That's above all the people. I need a name of Deuteronomy one one. And give me two words. Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy chapter one, verse one. These be the words which which Moses spake. Unto all Israel. Oh. So these words were spoken to who, mother? All Israel. So, so this word was spoken to all Israel, 12 tribes. So, who Moses is writing about, he's writing to all Israel, 12 tribes. Pull that verse, mother, from 49, 23 of Genesis. He pulled that verse, mother. And in Genesis 49, 49, mother, he pulled that verse in the book of Genesis, mother. 49, 23. He just didn't say anything. He pulled that verse. So, because you put, you put, you put the number on the tribe, but I want to make sure that for the national audience sake, the number you put on all 12 tribes, we can read it. And 49, 23, let's read some of that good stuff, Mother. Come on, 49, 23. The book of Genesis, chapter 49, 23. The archers have sorely grieved him. And, and shot at him and has hated him. Mm-hmm. Hold that point. Hold that point, mother. Hold that point. 
Get down verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28. Mm-hmm. Verse 28 reads, All these are the twelve tribes, Israel, and this is it that their fathers speak unto them and bless them, everyone according to his blessing. He blessed them. Mm-hmm. So, Mother, when you put them 12 tribes in there, you have to make sure on your cue card you got. So somebody might say, how did you put 12 tribes in there? So all we do is remember, look on our little cards, okay? Well, Genesis 4, 9, 20 tells us exactly, you know, I put in the 12 tribes because I got a verse to bag up my talk. See, remember, the game changer when you can bag up your talk according to the scripture. That's the game changer. Bag up your talk according to the scripture. So when you put the 12 tribes, all Israel 12 tribes, we know already you got written on your cue card, 49-28. Just in case somebody say, I don't see no 12 tribes in there. Then you say, well, turn to Genesis 49-28 to read for yourself. Then they find out that all 12 tribes have this blessing. So now once you deliver that part up, whatever you say from that point on, they all is. So you just deliver them up. What the most powerful thing it is is his word. Get a precept on that mother by going to the third chapter. Do we run? We're going to be a third chapter. So when we get back with the Sumerian, we clear who he's talking about by going back and read the scripture. So the third chapter, mother, what do we say we can read? Do I want to study chapter? What I want? I want to um, look at the 31st chapter, mother. We're going to the 31. And we'll look at verse number one. What is it saying, verse one? 31, verse one. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse one. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. See that? So Moses went and spake this word to who, Moses? All Israel. Okay. What he says in verse 11 to all Israel. What he said in verse 11. Verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 11. When all Israel is come to appear before the Yahweh, in the place which he shall choose, thus shall read this law before all Israel, and thou must hear it. Hear it. So he said, now when all Israel come together, the Almighty told Moses to tell Aaron and the elders, when, when all Israel come together, you don't get into no jaw-jacking conversation. You get directly with them and tell them about the law, statutes, and commandments. That's the game changer when you meet on the Sabbath days, when you meet another bloodline is like. You don't get off into jaw-jagging and talking about uh, who shot John and how, how Betty jumped. No. 
you talk about read this law before all Israel. Tell Israel all the fucking all first. Get this part out the way. Now, get down to verse 30, Moses, and let's see what happens when Moses follows the script. Verse 30. Verse 30. 30. And Moses spake, spake in the ear of all the congregation of Israel the words of this song until they were ended. You see that, Moses? Now look at that. That's how we're going to bring our people back. By showing them that who you really are and showing them the law, statutes, and commandments. Let me get one more precept on that, Moses. Go to 26 chapters. 26 chapters of the book of Deuteronomy. And look at verse 15. 26. Deuteronomy. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. What is there in 15? Deuteronomy chapter 26. Verse 15. Yes. Deuteronomy chapter 26. Verse 15. And if ye shall despise my statutes, but if you should a whole my judgment. Hold on. Hold on. Look at it real careful. Look at Deuteronomy 26, 15, real careful. Take your time, Moses. We've got plenty of time. Look at it real King of Deuteronomy. Look at it real careful. Let me get this. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 26. Verse 15, verse 15 reads, Look down from thy righteous habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thus swear unto our fathers, a land that flows with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. So you see that? That's big talk there, Moses. And, and read verse 19, and let, let's see what Moses says. And I look, look, Moses. Moses said to the Almighty, look, if we keep the law, statutes, and commandments, then look down and bless us. Now, look, look what the Almighty says behind that good talk in verse 19. Verse 19. And to make thee high above all nations, which he has made, in praise and in name and in honor and that thou mayest be an righteous people unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh, as he has spoken. So you see, when, when Sister Lillian read that 28 verse 1, we see what it was, I mean, when he told him Yah to be the special people, high above all people. He was pulling verses that he already used and bring it back to your remembrance. Just thing that we do, we're going to broadcast. Bring it back to your remembrance. Your position is not to be as they are. They got to be like you. Because Yahweh saying, if you keep my law, statutes, and commandments, your position above all nations. See, this is what we got to tell our loved ones. Do you know your position, children of Israel? Do you know what tribe you're from? Do you know what Yahweh have ordained for you? Then what will happen to you? 
Why is you a follower when you're supposed to be above all nations? What happened? You got to find out what happened. So the mirror read plainly, you're above all nations. But now we know what he's talking about. Not the world. He's talking to all 12 tribes of Israel, their position. So with that understanding, now we go back to Sister Mary and find out something else real big in verse 12. Now, if you understand these things, you see that thing that past your lips, that thing you're looking at right now, turning them pages, look what's written, Sister Mary, in 28th chapter, verse 12. That, that thing right past your wrist, two bones and past your wrist, look what he got written if you take the Bible from Nevermind. Let's see the guy written in verse 12. What is that, Sister Miriam? Hallelujah. Why? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Yahweh shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto your land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. Hallelujah, Yahweh. So you see the man saying on do? That saying, rip past your wrist. If you keep these laws, statutes, and commands, that saying, rip past your wrist, call that hand of yours. He said, I'm going to bless your hand on whatever you put your hand off into. But the stipulation is, you got to keep my law, statutes, and commandments. That's what he said. But we read earlier in the book of Luke, these be days of vengeance. That means what we just read now has got away from the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. We must don't have a clue the reason why we're in the predicament in the day, because he told the apostles to write, these be the days of vengeance that everything that's written to be fulfilled. So this beatdown we're in right now is because something happened here in Deuteronomy 28. He put all the blessings on it. He blessed your, your, past your wrist. Whatever your hand into it, you had to bless it. But we told your offspring, you're not equal to anybody unless it's a bloodline Israelite. You are above all the nations. So why they don't got away from you then? Why you don't do that today? That you're above all nations. And that thing that past your wrist is a blessing to yourself and anybody come in contact with you. Do you tell anybody that? That thing that past your wrist is a blessing before is before you? It's written in twenty eight verse twelve. Oh, I never knew that, grandma. Well see, now you know. So that's how we're going to bring our people back to let them know. Use that thing that repairs your wrist better than what you're doing. Take that banger out your hand and try to get out on somebody and do the right thing because you got the blessing. You got to have the knowledge of it. So we see what he's saying. Now we're going back to verse 15. Pick up verse 15. We read 15 down to verse um, 25. But I might cut in on you. It depends on. If Yahweh said, cut in and precept some of that good stuff. I don't know, so be listening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you might cut in, but when you cut in, put your finger on the last point that I cut in on, then you come back to it when it's time to point. So pick it, pick it back up in uh, verse 15, Miriam. 
Verse 15, let's take off some more. Come on. Down to verse 25. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15, down to verse 25. But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. 16. Curse shall you be. Hold that point. Hold that point. Like I said, be listening real carefully. I might have to cut the screen on you. It's all the how the spirit operates. He said, now, if you don't listen to me, all these curses are going to come upon you. And these curses are going to overtake you. Mm-hmm. Now, mother in 65, 15, can you help me? What else going to happen? Mother, in Isaiah 65, 15. He said, he said if you don't listen to me, and it will perform What's on the table? All these curses come up on you. So we got the grandbaby sitting around, and they said, Mom, you know, man, ain't nothing working right for me. Ain't nothing going right. I take two steps up, and always something happens. Well, you got to let them know, well, baby, here's what the reason is. And they ain't telling you to be in the book and show them what's going on. What it says we can read in the 56th chapter, where I said go to? 56 65, 15. Yeah, there you, there you go, Mother. X, 65, verse 15. What is it saying, 65, 15? Book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 15. And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my children. For the Yahweh shall slay thee and call his servant by another name. You see that? He said, you're going to leave your name and you're going to pick up a curse name. He said, you're going to leave your name and you find out the name he gave you was the children of Israel. He said, you're going to leave that name and you're going to pick up a curse name. you will have the reunion in a, into a curse name. You're going to be a bloodline Israelite, but you're going to the Peterson and Frank Berry Family reunion. So you just left your name for a curse name. The blessed name is Israel. That's why at the end of your name, you put Israel there. Because now you find the blessing of the son and the father. At the end of your name. But you, we so, we so hook, line, and sinker on the government name that we should have received. We forget about the blessed name of the Bible. So you got to keep your government name to get that check to their thing going in. But when you introduce yourself, you let them know that you are part of the blessed name. Then Yahweh will be in your conversation. At the end of your name, you put Israel there. So now you're part of the blessed in a blessed conversation, and Yahweh looking down on his sons and daughters and saying, look, that's Israelite. That's Israel talking down there. And that's a great thing. But he said, you're going to leave your name for a curse name. I wonder what name you're going to pick up. I wonder what name you're going to pick up. Hey, Mother e, what name they going to pick up in 1126? Let's read where you see it. Let's see what name you're going to leave your name and pick up a, a curse name. What name are you going to respond to more than better than Israel? Let's find out. 
in 1126 of the book of Acts. Let's see what name you're going to pick up on. 1126. The book of Acts, chapter 11, mm-hmm. verse 26. The book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26. Mm-hmm. Acts, chapter 11, verse 26, read. And, okay. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it come to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the congregation of Israel. And now, talked what, much. Hold on, hold on. What type of edification? Remember, you say you're going to leave your name for a curse name. Now, remember, we only broadcast the edified of nine.
Let's look at Seventh chapter, verse 20, 22 and 23. Let's get warmed up, mother, by going to Acts 7, 22 and 23. What is that? Acts chapter 7, 22 and verse 23. Verse 22. And Moses was, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt and was mighty in words and in deed. 23. And when he was fully 40 years old, it came unto him, it came unto his mind to visit his brother, the children of Israel. Ain't that so? So when Moses was four years old, it came into his mind to go visit his bloodline brothers. So Moses' bloodline brothers who? The children of Israel. See, Moses was a Levite. Moses was an Israelite. So it came into his mind to go visit his bloodline brothers. And skip down. Let me see what name was put on his bloodline brothers that we can read. Let's look at let's get right down to it, Mother. What name was put on this bloodline brothers in 37 and 38? Now, watch this name that's going to be put on Moses' bloodline brothers. We read already, you will leave your name for a curse. And you will be called the church and Christian. That's a curse name to you, O children of Israel. Now, let's find out. In verse 37 38, what happened, Mo? Hey, Mo, in verse 37 38 says what? Verse 37 and verse 38. Verse 37. This, this is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall be Yahweh, your Yahweh, right raise up unto you of your brethren. Like unto me, him shall ye hear. Read that again. Hey, hold on, hold on, read that again. Take your time, mother. Take a deep breath and read that verse again in verse 37. Read, 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 read. Take your time, mother. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take a deep breath. See a real capital, but edification wise. Look at this verse right here in 37, real carefully, two lines, and look at it carefully, and throw. Go ahead. Okay. I thought you wouldn't read it like this. Okay. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A seer shall be Yahweh, your Yahweh, raised up unto you of your brethren. Like unto me, him shall eat here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey. So a fear that is going to be raised up. Remember the word prophet is a polluted word for the fear, according to 1 Samuel 9 9. And what happened next in verse 38? Now, now you can take care of business in 38. Now, now you can take care of business in verse 38. Verse, uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 38. This is he that was in the church. 
in the wilderness with the minister spirits which speak to him in the mouth of that Judah and with our fathers who received the visit article to give unto us. You reading it like you like you trimming over there or something, mother. I mean, give me give me a, a, some flow in some reading. You read it, you read it right, but give me some flow in that read. Now read that verse again in verse thirty-eight. Because what we're gonna do for the national audience, say remember, say you leave your name for a curse name. And we read eleven twenty-six. The name that you gonna be called is church and Christian. Give us a curse name to you, of Israel. Now, we're clear about that. Now, look at verse 38. One more game, mother. But give me some flow with it, mother. Give me some flow. 38. Okay. Read it again. Acts chapter 7, verse 38. This is he that was in the church, in the wilderness, with the minister speak unto him, and the mouth, y'all not Judas, and with our fathers who received the living articles. To yield unto us. The, li- the lively are okay. Now look, look what they look what the writer put in there. Moses was with the church in the wilderness. Wait a minute. What church was Moses with in the wilderness? And we just got to read verse twenty-three, mother. So something ain't adding up. Read verse seven twenty-three again, mother. Something ain't adding up here. Somebody have now done some things, and we got to catch them red-handed. Read verse 7, 23, mother. Again. 7, verse 23. And when he was fully 40 years old, he came unto his mind to visit his brother, the children of Israel. Oh, so wait a minute. He came to visit his brother called the children of Israel. But in 38, they they said, they called children of Israel what? In verse 38, mother? What they called children of Israel in verse 38? Verse 38. This is he that was in the church, in the wilderness. Ain't that something? You mean, you mean they um, manipulate this book. When the word both be the children of Israel, they put the word church down because they said this is Moses with the church in the wilderness. Well, can I, we got to go preach up and find out. Was Moses with the church in the wilderness or was he with the children of Israel in the wilderness? See, this is how you catch them because it's plain that uh, uh, it's real plain that Yahweh made a statement, Moses, in Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. He said something, Moses. We need to read Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. What did he say? Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter 30, 5 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Every word of Yahweh is true. He is 
Ahel unto them that put their trust in him. Verse 6. Add thou not unto his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. So you add to his word, you will be called a what, mother? A liar. A liar. By adding to his word, he gave the children of Israel a name. And now they'll put another name on them called the church and Christian. Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6 says, Add not to his word, so he's going to reprove you, and you'll be found to lie. Now, they got it written in 738 that Moses was the church in the wilderness. Now, we're going to investigate and see exactly who Moses with. Let's see if we catch a liar red-handed by going to the 17th chapter. First one of the book of Exodus. Let's see if we catch a liar red-handed. Let's go see who the Bible says that the children of Israel was with. Was it with the church, with Moses? Was Moses with the church? Or was it with the children of Israel in the wilderness? We're going to find out. See, when you precept your Bible, you go find out. We're going to 17th chapter, verse 1, mother, and find out. Let's go find out, mother, exactly what happened in 17, verse 1. The book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 1. Verse 1 reads, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of Zion after Good. their death. Good. Good. Mother, who was in the wilderness? With Moses, was it the church or the children of Israel? According to 17, who was the in children. the wilderness? Was it the church or was it the children of Israel? Who was in the wilderness, mother? The children of Israel. So, whoever wrote in this Bible in 738, they've been found to life by adding in the word called the church. So the sixth one account you must always understand when you see the word church in your Bible polluted for who mother? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. You see that? So that's the game change. Now let's get a precept on that, mother. We need a precept on that. We need a precept. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Get a precept on that, mother. Let's find out. Get a precept on that. See, once you get a precept yeah. on something, that is the game changer, mother. The precept is the game changer. Now, what we're going to be looking for a, a precept, mother, to see who was in the wilderness. Was it the church or was it the children of Israel? Now, once we drop a precept down, mother, then we have done our part. Our party have been done. Once we drop a precept down, we have done our part. So we're going to the book of Joshua, mother. And we're going to about the 14th chapter. Hey, mother. Hey, mother. We're going to the 14th chapter, look at verse 10. Let's see how we've done our job. See, remember, 
To get your James 520, you got to do your part. That's it. You got to do your part. If you want to help these people, you got you to gotta break, unlock this mystery that's been befalling us since we've been into captivity in the burning. Let's find out who was in the wilderness with the precept, mother. 14 verse of the book of Joshua. Polluted for Hosea. Okay. What's your name? What do you say? The book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10. Now behold, Yahweh has kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years. Even since, ever since the Yahweh speak this word unto Moses. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, who was in the wilderness, mother? Was it the church? Or was it the children of Israel? According to 14 verse 10. Who was in the wilderness, mother? The children of Israel. That's all we want. We want the message. We just want to find out who was in the wilderness. So when I see the word church in the Bible, mother, what do I suppose to be if I'm a teacher for children of the book? When I see the word church, what do I suppose to do about that word, mother? Huh? Believe it. 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 That's how we're going to receive our blessing, mother. By unlocking all the wrongs they have put in it. And these Christian pastors talk about this church home. This church home is talking about the children of Israel. So now we have to unlock our people to the page of the book. So when we see this word called church, we know it's polluted for what word again, mother? The children of Israel. Give me one more precept on the mother, 16 verse 1 of Exodus. Give me another precept. I might as just put a little quick overkill on it. 16 verse 1, just give it to, give it to your name and pick up the verse number 10. Go to the 16 chapter, mother. We'll look at Exodus 16 verse 1, and then we'll find out who is willing to we'll skip down to verse 10. Exodus chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 10. Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 16, verse 1. And they took that journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came, come, came unto the wilderness of Elam. All the congregation of the children of Israel was in the wilderness. So when I see that word church, I know somebody's trying to do me, but it the book stopped at the six morning camp. The word church is polluted for all of the congregation children of Israel that was in the wilderness. Verse ten. Ten. And it comes to pass as Aaron speak unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel that that they looked towards the wilderness 
and the they look
And what we left off at, just pick it back up, breath there again, come out. So we might cut in again. It all depends on if he wants to cut in and do some precepting, because we come on this broadcast to edify all over the world. And they want somebody to show them the right way. We come on this broadcast to show you the Bible way, which is the right way. So now we're back to 28 chapters. And where you left off on Sister Mary, come on. Sister Miriam, where you left off on? Hallelujah, Yahweh. Deuteronomy 28, verse 16. Shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. 17. Cursed shall you be, cursed shall be your basket and your store. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your land. The increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. 19. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. Yahweh shall send upon you cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that you said it your hand unto, for to do until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby you have forsaken me. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. So notice that you, you didn't call that verse out. What verse was that you read? Verse 20. Okay, good. Now, 21, call your verses out for the national audience. 21. Okay. Verse 21. Yahweh shall make the pestilence cleave unto you until he have consumed you from off the land, whether you go to possess it. 22. Yahweh shall smite you with a consumption and with a fever and with the inflammation and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue you until you perish. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point. Why are you going to do all that? Hey, Marie, why are you going to do all that? Read verse 15. Why are you going to do all that to the people you have chosen? According to verse 15. Why, Marie? Three verse fifteen, mother, mother. Why you do all this? Deuteronomy chapter eight, fifteen. Why do you do all this? Why do you do all this punishment to a people that you have chosen to carry his word? Why, mother? Verse fifteen. Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse fifteen. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto, unto the what of the Yahweh your Yahweh to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Oh, so reading is going to happen to us because we're going to forget about his laws, statutes, and commandments. And that's why he was saying in the book of Luke 19 and 21, 
that these be days of vengeance. So evidently we must forget what we to be doing according to scriptures instead of doing our own thing. So now we saying this was written saying if you forget now, all these curses is going to come upon you and pursue you. That's what a man saying. Verse 2 and 3. Mary, come on. Deuteronomy 28, verse 23. And your heaven that is over your head shall be brass, and the earth that is under you shall be iron. 24. Yahweh shall make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon you. Until you be destroyed. 25. The Yahweh shall curse you to be smitten before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. Hold that point. Read verse 25 again. The Yahweh shall curse you. To be smitten before your enemies. You shall go point. out. Hold that, hold that point. Verse 25. And Yahweh should call thee to be smitten. Yahweh should call thee to be smitten before thy enemies. He said, I'm going to call this to happen to you. You thought the enemy was stronger than you did. He said, No. Yahweh said, I'm going to call this to happen. Do you demand tell the Moses, tell the of Israel, when you get delivered up and scattered to every nation, I'm going to call this to happen to you. Is, is that what he's saying, Sister Miriam? That's right. Is that what he's saying? Hallelujah. Yeah. So he's saying, Hallelujah. I'm going to call this to happen to you. See that? Mm-hmm. So now, what did we picking it and boycotting and doing all these things, and Yahweh made it plain in life. In verse 25, I'm going to call all these calamities to happen on you, all because you, 12 tribes of Israel, would not keep my law, statutes, and commands, and you're not speaking to your offering. So all that's going to happen to you is shooting in the street. I got my hand up, don't shoot, and they shoot anyway. Huh? <laughs> all this going it's gonna be called on you because you would not keep my law that is commandment. That's what we read in. And then when you get scattered to every nation, you think that they were throwing in you. No. Yahweh called them to come down on you. He put that spirit on them to deliver you up. We need to know these things. The reason why we're in trouble now, because our mighty one is against us according to his word. That's why. So we don't be boycotting, picking, and taking sides to anything. We know why we're in trouble. So we don't want to do the law, statutes, and commandments the way it's written in the Bible. And we ain't teaching it. You don't teach them about Latin, Greek, or Hebrew. You know, teach them about the laws, statutes, and commandments. That's what got you kicked out of the land. 
not Latin, Greek, or Hebrew. So now, we understand that Shalom precept that, and what else he, and precept that to 3226 there, Sister Mary, precept that to Deuteronomy 32, verse 26. What else he say he going to do? Hallelujah, Yahweh. Deuteronomy 36 to verse 22. Deuteronomy 32, verse 26. Deuteronomy 32, verse 26. Hallelujah, Yahweh. I said I would scatter them unto corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. You see that? Now, who remember you? Now, who remember you now? Troy Thousand. You ought to remember you. Oh, I'm a this. No, you African-American Negro. Look how you dress. You ain't got no fringes on. You African-American. You wearing your gay clothes. You African-American Negro. Look, 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 at, look at all that stuff on your face. Huh? Look at that. Look at how now you're perm your hair and put yellow all in your hair. You African-American Negro. He said, I'm going to make you the seat from among men. And that what happened today. Because even in business, he was telling you about. So he wrote exactly what's going to happen to you. And guess what? It's happened to you today. And you want to why? Everybody ahead. you the first one hired, last one fired. Me. First one fired, last one hired. All these things. You, your diet is out of order. You got diabetes, sugar diabetes. You got all type of diseases in your body. That ain't not Yahweh doing. That's not Yahweh doing. That's your own doing. Because you don't want to keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. But you made agreement to do so. Then you made a statement, big time, Mother Eve. Hey, Mother Eve, they made a statement in, in the book of Exodus 19, verse 7 and 8. It was a statement made, Mother. In the 19th chapter of Exodus, what was said in verse 7 and 8? The book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 7 and verse 8. book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 7 and verse 8. Mm-hmm. Verse 7 and Exodus, chapter 19. Verse 7 and verse 8. Verse 7 reads, And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their face all these words which the Yahweh commanded him. Verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Yahweh has spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people Unto the Yahweh. You see that? What, what they say, Mother? All that you say, Yahweh, we're going to do. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. And Moses brought it back to his attention again, Moses. And Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. They told Moses, Yahweh told Moses, go tell the children of Israel about my law, statutes, and commandments. They told Moses, hey, Moses, what? He called the elders, but that's the protocol. Call the elders first. They tell the people. He said, 
and they answer was, all that you say, Moses, we're going to do it. See that? So Moses took the word back to Yahweh. And Deuteronomy 5, 1, what was said, Moses? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 1. Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 1, read. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgment which I speak in your ear this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. Mm-hmm. And what happened verse 27, 28, Moses? So Moses, he brought back to your kitchen again. He went down a road of peace. Then he, then he got to assembly, assembly of the congregation. He brought back to the kitchen again about what Yahweh said. Get down verse 27 28. What is it, Mom? Verse uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 27 and verse 28. Verse 27 reads Go back near and hear all that the Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall say. And speak thou unto us all that the Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. Verse 28. And the Yahweh heard the voice of your words when you speak unto me. When you speak unto me, and the Yahweh says unto me, I have heard the voice of, of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. He said, he said, they have well said. He said, I hear him with the mouth, Moses. He said, I hear him with the mouth. He said, Moses, we're going to hear and do it. Yahweh was listening. He was listening to his angels all the time. He said, he said, if they keep my words, it'll go well with them. If they keep my law, statutes, and commandments where it's written in the Bible, it'll go well with them. He said, I heard that conversation. But mother, look what he says in the book of Romans 2.13 with a precept. Hey, mother, eat. What is said in Romans 2.13 with a precept, mother? Book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 13. 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 Romans, chapter 2. Verse 13, for not the hearers of the law are just before Yahweh, but the doers of the law shall be justified. He said, he said, it's over 9,000 strong in and out of sight. It's not that you hear this word. He said, you hear the word, but when you become a doer of the word, hearing the word is one thing. But doing, being a doer of the word is a totally different. We know what you hear because, in fact, the audience got the latter-day saints. 
from Utah all on the big network out of Utah and all the broadcasts. Got the Mormon Catholic Church, head about Big Kennedy Dolan out of New York, council board all on the broadcast, see world council churches all packed up on in and answer that. We, you, we know you hear the word, but when you be a doer of the word, we clearly you hear it because you be up come get into the room to hear the word. Yeah. Well, let's precept that. Hey, uh, Mother, let's precept that. Let's go to 33 chapter, verse 30. Of let's get a precept on that. 33rd chapter, particular verse 30, out of verse 30. Let's get a precept on that. Yeah, there. Now, you might want to put a precept on that because you got the world's attention, no doubt about it. You got the attention. But I told Ezekiel to put something in writing. But ain't too many going to read this. But we're going to read it. And Ezekiel chapter 33, mother, verse 30, mm-hmm. down to verse 33. Take your time and do your part. Come on. Ezekiel Okay. The book is Ezekiel, chapter 33. Speaking of verse 30. Chapter 33. 30 down to verse 33. 30 down to verse 33. Straight on down. 30 all the way down, Take your time and, and do your part. Come on. Okay. The book is Ezekiel, chapter 33, verses 32 to 33. Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 30. Verse 30 reads. Also, the son of man, the children of the people, still are talking against thee by the wall. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point, mother. The children of thy people. He said, Ezekiel, children of your, I mean, your people. The children of thy people, Ezekiel, is still talking about you against the wall. Now they on the telephone and doing it in the park talking about you now. That's what saying. The children of thy people are talking against you, Ezekiel the Seer. Go ahead and read. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm going to start over again. Also, the son of man, the children of thy people, still are talking about thee by the walls and in the doors of this houses and speaking one to another, everyone to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what and hear what is the word that come from that come forth from the Yahweh. Verse thirty one. And they come unto thee as the people come. And they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy word, but they will not do them. Well, with their mouth, they show both, they show much love, but their mind goes after their covenant. Verse 31. And lo, they are unto them as a very lovely song, 
Hold on, uh, one. Hold on, Auntie Z. Auntie Z. They they are to you, Auntie Z. If they come, they hear your words, Auntie Z. They you like like we're on this broadcast. They we know you hear those things. We know you hear because you you beat even the seal coming to the road. He said, and they hear your words, and you sound like to them as a lovely song. Read that verse again, and I'll take the time. Come on. Okay. Exodus chapter, I mean, Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 32. And lo, the, thou art unto them as a very lovely song, a one that a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do them not. Verse 33. And when this come to pass, though it will come, then shall they know that a fear has been among them. So, we don't know where they're going to be at or where a person's going to be, but soon they're going to figure out that there's a fear is in the midst of them. Soon they're going to figure out. They might be driving the car, washing the clothes, or just going to the grocery store. Then you all of a sudden hit them. You know, broadcast called Voices Over Two is like, it's a fear in the midst of us. Soon or later, they're going to put it together. There's a fear is in the midst of them. Hmm? Sooner or later. They don't know what they're going to be doing. They might be driving the car, just shining the shoes, or, or putting on a dress. They're going to dawn on them. Do you know it's a fear is in the midst of you? And a fear only means a man of Yahweh is in the midst of you, trying to wake you up. Then come, come, come. That is coming. Keep these laws, statutes, and commandments. Because your time is always on the table. Hmm? Always on the table. St. John 7, verse 6. You can cut you down any given time. Stop skipping your neck. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. You got six anointed camps. From South Carolina to Chicago. Get in where you been in it. Give it all you got. And he does say it's not what. Don't let you figure it out. Now, fear is in the midst of you. That means a man of Yahweh is in the midst of you. Can you come, come, come? Put that spirit down that you got when you see the righteous spirit and be the help. All right, good. So now we got that out the way. Now we're going back to Deuteronomy. Because remember, we read these be days of vengeance. That everything is written, that God's people feel. What else written? Uh, Sister Miriam. We're going to Deuteronomy 28, and we're going to pick it at verse number. We stopped off on 25. Read verse 26 down to verse 29. Let's see you say verse 26 down to verse 29. You read 25. Now read 26 down to verse 29. What did it say that, Sister Miriam? Come on. Sister Miriam. Do it around me. I'm here. I'm here. Uh- this, my phone is kind of, hold on. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the volume up. 
Because mm-hmm. if the spirit of Yahweh rests on you, this is how you're going to communicate. If you don't communicate with that, that let me know that a spirit can be troubling you. Okay? You see? And we know why spirit is troubling you, because your mind be all over the place. The priest up on that mother sick verse 3 of Daniel. It goes, you watch the sick and on the camp deliver their message too. They get their taste and everything. We listen to them real carefully. We, we, we listen to everybody in the sick and on the camp from South Carolina to Chicago. And we just look at them from the page of the book. And we know when you just read scriptures or teaching or you deliver. We know. Because we know how to, what to, how to watch you from this book. Daniel 6, verse 3, what do you say, Mom? Daniel 6, verse 3. Yeah. Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, read. Then this Daniel was referred to the president and prince because an excellent spirit was in him and the King thought to set him over the whole realm. You see that? Even in captivity. But they noticed that Daniel, even in captivity, he had an excellent spirit in him. And that's the key right there. See, when you got an excellent spirit in you, it's going to show up. If you got eyes in your head, it's going to show up. Huh? Um, give me a precept, Mother. Give me four verse twelve. Let me show you how, let me show this word this word to do for you. In the book of Hebrews four twelve, mother. Let's talk about it for a minute. Four verse twelve. What does it say? Hebrews book four of twelve. Hebrews, four verse twelve. The book of Hebrews chapter four verse twelve. Hebrews chapter four. Verse 12 reads. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12. For the word of the Yahweh is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. Christians piercing even to the divine assignment of the soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow and is a designer of the thought and intent of the mind. Ain't that something? The word of Yahweh is quick. It's even a designer in the thoughts of the mind. It'll cut you to the bone. It'll, it'll have you shaking, rattling, and rolling. That's how the word of Yahweh do. You you put that word on some of them, you see them, they get to trembling, and, you know. This word of Yahweh is powerful. It'll cut you to the bone, even the thoughts or the even intent of the mind. When you faking and thinking in the word of Yahweh, it's going to show up in your speech, in your walk. In your tongue. If you got an idol in your head, it's going to show up too. Whatever your intent is, this word of Yahweh is going to bring it out. The word of Yahweh will draw you. 
or he's going to drive you towards east meets the west. But one thing I know the word of Yahweh is going to do, it will expose you. Wherever we find the word of Yahweh will bring it out. It'll bring it out through your throat. It'll bring it out through your walk. The word of Yahweh will bring it out. Wherever you want, it'll bring it up. The word will reveal it. Keep that in your mind. You had in the natural side, she's dead in your mind. The word of Yahweh, whatever is on your mind, the word of Yahweh will bring it out. Come on back to um, Sister Miriam. Come on back now to Deuteronomy 28, speaker verse 45. Let's read, let's read a little bit. Mike, cut in real quick. We don't know. Let's see what 45 got to talk about. Deuteronomy 28, verse 45 to 53. I might cut in. Be, be listening for me to cut in.
throughout all the land. And he shall besiege thee in all the gates throughout all thy land, which the Yahweh, the Yahweh, has given thee. And you shall eat the fruit of thy own body, the flesh of thy sons and the, thy daughters, which the Yahweh, the Yahweh, has given you in the siege and in the strikeness, wherewith thy enemies shall distress you. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Call your brother out. Call your Verse 53. Okay. No, verse 53. You said uh, 45 to 53, back up, right? Back up, back up to 47 and read 53 again. Back up to 47 and read 53 again. Okay, 47, Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. Because you serve not the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, verse 53, and you shall mm-hmm. eat the fruit of thy own body, the flesh of thy sons and thy daughters, which the Yahweh, the Yahweh, has given you in the siege and in the strikeness wherewith thy enemies shall distress you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all this going to happen because it wasn't verse 47 again. Why is it going to happen to you again in verse 47? Because you serveth not the Yahweh, the Yahweh, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Yeah, Yahweh. All that's gonna happen to you because the way you the way he tell you serve him is in forty seven mm-hmm. and mother read in five twenty twenty two of uh Galatians. Since you don't serve me the way that I know I put the spirit on you to do it, you're all over the place, dolls all in your face, you 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 the wall in the day, you know, telephone backbiting, murmuring, complaining. You think you don't want to serve me the way that I tell you to serve me with this kind of spirit, I'm going to put this kind of pressure on you. Well, we read over there, you read in Luke 21, he said, these be the days of vengeance. What days of vengeance? You don't have no high walls when you with Moses right this. You weren't in no gate. You was heading to your land. So this was a prophecy to happen, and that's what we're gonna take care of and lessons to come. This is showing you what happened to you when you when you got into your land. You didn't serve him the way he told you to serve him. You got all off into the high mountains. That's what it's true building of the temple of Yahweh was built upon a high stone. It was not built down in no valley. You can't look down into a Judah Benjamin Levi the city. It was high, built upon rock, because children of Israel was rock cut. They can take a rock and make things that Yahweh gave them. So that's why we can tell you plainly 
that the land that they're talking about now or once was and Kimber going to be it, the Arabs got it, it was nowhere near that thing. Why? Because he made a claim about where he's going to put you at. And we read it in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. And the precept of the East is Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And we read it to get our point. See, we know that what the world is doing got the temple once was built here, they say, the wailing wall, and you got the arrows on that 36 acres of granite rock saying this was the temple was once. We know it wasn't there, period. Because we got the description from the Bible where the temple was at. Remember, Children of Israel was massive rock cutters. They didn't want to build all the temples. They didn't want to make all the pyramids. They can take a high mountain and build it into what they wanted to be. And they took a high mountain and build the city where the temple was The temple was not down is on the mountain that they stretched that mountain all the way out and made it flat. You can say, I'm going to take down your high mountains, your high hills where you think you all secured it. Right now you go in the land now, it's down below. That's all we know. The world's out of order, but the world's going to find out that the temple was never down below it was built upon a high mountain. How we know that? Watch Mother Reader. Hey, Mother Reader in 5, Matthew 5, so can you read a bit? Let's even get a, a little quick point in here. Matthew 5, 32. Matthew 5, 13. Let's just get 5, 13 in there. Let's read a bit from 5, 13 for a minute. And okay. let's uh, understand one thing. That's what we call his broadcast. And that's why the world is listening to the 69 camps called Boss of the Christ. They knew, they know it's going to be somebody to unlock the book. It's just amazing. They just didn't figure it out. It would be who? But now they hear who is unlocking this book. But I, but I hold fear for the children of Israel. Get your mind right. Throw your mind out. Come back to a right spirit. Be about this man's business. Be entering in season, out of season. Get that stone in mind out because it's not of Yahweh. And watch the difference. We can tell when I was in your head. We can tell the way you walk and talk when you got some on your mind. We, we know you're not letting go properly on things that you have no control of and carry in for some dust as Yahweh. We know when you're right, but we can read this book and put the finger on you. Let's read it, Mother. What does it say, Mother? We can read. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are the salt of the earth, but if yeah. the salt has lost its favor, what will shall it be salt? It is therefore good for nothing. But to be uh-huh. cast out and to be trodden on the foot of man. Mm-hmm. 
14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on high on a on an hill cannot be hid. Wait a minute. That's why when you read the history, how 
the Romans had to put a ladder up to come into the city. They had a ladder. They just couldn't come in and kill the business and drop something hot down on your tail by coming in, you know. So you just couldn't walk in the city like you walk in the grocery store. No. The city had, you got to climb a ladder to get in there. When you read the history about when the Romans came down on them, they didn't just come running in there. Running in there. Because the city was built on a hill. They had to put ladders up there. Ladders. They had to get over the ladder. Oh, my. And now you go into the land of Jerusalem today, you just walk straight on into it. You come in on your airplane and just walk straight on into it, down in the valley, the weirdo wall down in the valley. Wait a minute. That ain't got nothing to do with the Bible, what the southern kingdom was in. All you got to do is read the history. When the Romans came in, they got to have ladders. They got to cram ladders to get into the city. Because it was built upon the hill. See? You couldn't be here because you was upon the hill. She read that. Sister Miriam read that in 28 chapters. You the light of the world. I mean, you were seen. You, right now, right now, you a myth. You go, now you go into the wailing wall in Jerusalem now. You will fly right over because it's down in a hole. <laughs> it's down in a hole. <laughs> 36 acres of granite rock somewhere. You are missing. You know why? Because that ain't even the spot. But that's another lesson. We take care of another time. Now, um, now let's, let's see if Mother Z. Now, Mother Z, you want to come in and add on to that of uh, do y'all got something special that they want you to say? You want to add to they over there at the Whaley Wall, and it ain't no Whaley Wall was there because every stone was going to be thrown down. Mm-hmm. It ain't no Whaley Wall. It was nowhere. The tip of Yaqua was nowhere near the 36 acres of granite rock. It was nowhere. That was a horse stable for Solomon and, and David. They kept their horses there. Oh, they could ignore the horses mess up, you know. A horse, when he, when he, when he, uh, the um, empty his bowels out, that stack go for high, high, high. David and Solomon had a set place for their horse stable, and that was the 36 acres of granite rock with a temple they thumbed around with, or the arrow had written out the dome of the rock. Well, there was a horse table for David and Solomon horses to be because they mess up. They mess up so high, and they won't be stepping into it. They had a second place, and that's called that 36 acres of granite rock today that you think was the temple that Yahweh had Solomon to build. He built a temple inside the rock. So you'd be protected all around. You was inside the rock. You couldn't get in that city unless you step on a lap. You couldn't get in that You can't just walk in that city like you walk into your, uh, your grocery store. No. You had to come with, and you couldn't bring battling around cause you, because it was stone because the temple was built up on a high mountain. Riding out on a high mountain. 
where they always can see you coming miles away. That's another lesson, too. Let's get a a mother Z. Y'all quite beat that thing, right? Yahweh doesn't keep you to your Israel, Arashi. I'm going to read in. I'm going to read in Isaiah, the 56th chapter, starting reading at verse one. Thus, thus said the Yahweh, keep ye judgment and do death, for my salvation is now to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Verse 2, Blessed is the man that do this, and the son of man that lay hold on it, that keep the savage from polluting it, and keep his hand from doing any evil. Verse 3, Neither let neither let the son of the stranger that has has sojourned himself to the Yahweh speak speak saying the Yahweh has early separated separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. Verse 4, for thus said the Yahweh unto the unit that that keep it that keep it my savage and choose said I'm sorry, verse four. For thus said the Yahweh unto the unit that keep my savage and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Verse 5. Even unto them, them will I give in my temper and within my wall a place and a name better than better better that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Verse 6. Also the son of the stranger that join themselves to the Yahweh to serve him and to love the the name of the Yahweh to be his servant, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and take hope of my covenant. I believe Yahweh. I believe Yahweh. I believe Yahweh. Sabbath day, then that don't, that don't apply for you. 
He said, even them I bring. So those are the strangers of the other nations that come in to get where you got to get to. You got to keep the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, and you got to love the name. The name is some four letters, Y-H-W-A. Now, if you got all that down, Pat, he said, even them can come, come, come. But it was two defamations there. You got to keep the Sabbath day and love the name. Now, you got them two names. You got that together. You you, you into something. Now, uh, Mother E, since you, uh, since Mother E brought that out, Xmas, what it says in 3, verse 15 and 16 of Exodus, that's big talk, Mother. That's big talk. You got to give a precept on Mother E behind that. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Hey, Mother E, what's that say that we can read? Exodus chapter 3, verse 15 mm-hmm. and 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 3, verse 15. And Yahweh said, Moreover, unto Moses, thus shall thou say, Unto the children of Israel, the Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. A house of money. So, so mother, he said, this is my name forever. How many letters is his name in forever, mother? Four letters. What is the four letters? Why is W-A? So, that's his name forever. So, now we know that's his name forever, four letters. He said, this is my name forever. And what he said with a precept in 42 verse 8 of Isaiah behind that name forever, mother. What he says about that name in Isaiah 42 verse 8 about the name of four letters is forever. What do we say in Isaiah 42 verse 8? Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. I am the Yahweh, that is my name, and my honor will I not give to another, neither my praise to a graven image. You said, that's my name. How many letters is the name in, Mother? How many letters is the name in? Four letters, Y-H-W-H. That is his name forever. 
He said, any other name you're not giving no glory to, you're wasting your time. If you call him by any other name than the full love, he said, I'm not giving. Read that verse again, Mother. Read one more time and make it real plain what he told Isaiah in 700 B.C. about his name. Because he knew somewhere down the line they're going to start coughing his name up and adding to his name and taking away from his name. But what he told Isaiah put in writing for 2 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. I am the Yahweh, that is my name, and my honor will I not give to another, neither my praise to a graven image. You see that? So now, so in Deuteronomy 6, verse 1, mother, what did it say in 6, verse 1 and 4? Let's get another precept on it. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 and 4. The book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Hmm? Six, one and four. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter six, verse one and verse four. Deuteronomy, chapter six, verse one. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land where you go to possess it. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. Hear, O Israel, the Yahweh, our Yahweh is one Yahweh. Uh, how many letters is that, Mother? Four letters. Y H W H. Give me a precept in Mark chapter 12, verse 29. Let's see if anything change on the right side of the book. Let's see if he pulling way back in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Let's see if there's any change in any, Mother. By looking at Mark chapter 12, verse 29. To see if anything changed. Mark 12, 29. The book of Mark chapter 12, verse 29. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. Okay. Mark. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. And Yahweh the Son answered him, The first of all, the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. So the first commandment is to hear, O twelve tribes of Israel, see right. Our Yahweh is how many Yahweh's mother? One Yahweh. How many letters? How many letters is that, mother? Four letters. Y H W H. You see that? So that's the first commandment for the children of the book, the children of the bloodline Israel, Israelites to hear. Yahweh is one Yahweh. 
one name, the four letters, Y-H-W-A. Here on the trail side of Israel, that scattered all over the world, his name carries four letters, Y-H-W-A. He's not giving his glory to any other name but that one name. All right, so now let's go to Isaiah and think about chapter 2, verse 1. Let's take another look. Yeah, he'll know, he's going to know the prophecy. It's a prophecy again about this temple of Yahweh. See, they over there running, a, I know, big pastors. Take they, they congregation together and they put their $5,000 together and they go to the, to the land that they've been propped up and they... All they want to do is put a piece of paper in it, the wailing wall. They got to go, and, and it's down in the valley. It's down in the valley. Down in the valley. Ain't that something? Down in the valley. And they go running there all the time. And they're taking their own business They call it the holy land. Yeah, the land is holy, but the temple was not there. The land is holy. It is holy, but the temple was not there. And 2 verse 1, he goes, there was fear about some things, and, and, and tell them, listen, listen, see, you put down, I'm coming back to what I, what I'm coming back to. So let's see if you're going down into a valley on a 36 acre of granite rock where the Arabs got a, a marsh there, and then the sons of Esau, five sons of Esau, the white man and the white woman, they try to blow up that they try to blow up that temple and build a temple right there for the third temple. Man, I'm making different what to do. The temple wasn't nowhere near that nowhere. Y'all all everywhere. You just watch y'all bump y'all gone. Now watch what uh Mary and Reed and Isaiah two, verse one, down to verse five. Let's see see what Sister Mary and Reed. Isaiah two, one down to verse five, come on. Hallelujah, Isaiah 1, down to verse 5. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Yad.Judah. Verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Yahweh house shall be established in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Hold that part. Hold that part. Hold that part. Read that again. Where did you got to read the verse 2 there? Where is the temple going to be at? Let's see if it be anywhere. Third temple, nature of Mars. Let's see where it's going to be at. The third temple going to be built there. Read it in verse 2. Uh, Sister Mary, you just knocked not, not, not the power. Now we'll deliver it up again, verse 2. Isaiah, chapter 2, verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Yahweh's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, where, where, where it's going to be at again? Remember, he don't change, he's going to put it in the same place 
Y'all got Judah. Mm-hmm. But look what it says in the third line there. Read that again. Read three lines again. Now, when you're going to, when you're going to where Yahweh is going to be at and where Chippewa is going to be at, what you got to do again, of course, the first three lines again now, uh, this is the first three lines, what it say. For out of Zion shall go forth. No, the first three lines. And he will. The first, hold on, hold on. And take it where it says, and many people, take it from the top again. The three lines, take it down. Three lines. What is it saying, three lines in verse three? And many people shall go and say, come, you, and let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh, to Stop the house there. of Stop Yahweh. It. Stop it there. Stop it there. He said, and many people shall go and say, come ye, and let us go up, up, up to the mountain, to the mountain of Yahweh. The temple's going to be yeah. up to that vertical up. You're not going down in no valley. No. No, you don't go down in no valley. You're not going to go down. You're going to go up. You're going to say, come on, let's go up. It's going to be up. Again, built upon number. The land of Israel is a mountain range. But it's probably than we think it is. It's just we don't know that it was shown that the land of Israel is much further. Matter of fact, I got, I got to bring that out. Let me show you, give you an idea how far this land is that we don't have a clue about. Tell me out there, hey, Marie. Tell me about going to Jeremiah 13. Get an idea how far, get an idea how far your land is. Go to Jeremiah 13. I mean, everything is in the Bible. And uh, we just think, we think we got a, Forty acres in the mule land. Oh, no, ain't got no forty acres in the mule land. Let's go to Jeremiah thirteen. Let's see what he told old Sierra to do in thirteen verse one, down to verse four. Isaiah chapter thirteen, verse one to four. Yes. Isaiah chapter thirteen, verse one. Thus said the Yahweh unto me, Go and gather, go and gather thee a linnet girl, and put it upon thy line, and, and put it not in water. Verse 2. So I got a girl according to the words of the Yahweh, and put it on my line. Verse 3. And this, and the word of the Yahweh came unto me the second time, saying, Take the girl that thy had, God, which is upon thy lawn, and arise, go to Ephesus. He prayed. He prayed, Mother. He prayed. He Let's go see it in there. See, he's telling Ezekiel from the from the from the temple site that he was at when he, when he take a linen girl and take it all the way down to the Euphrates River. So he's 
So your land went all the way down to the Euphrates River. See, the land of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, the land of Israel, one of its borders was the Euphrates River. So he said, take a, a, a girdle and go down there and put so you had no barrier to stop the field going from he had no checkpoint to stop it. He could go from the temple straight down to the Euphrates River. That was part of your border. So your borders went up to the Euphrates. She reads them all. And had it there in a hole of the rock. Yes, five. So I went and hid it by by Ephraim, as the Yahweh commanded me. Verse 6. And verse 6. And it come to pass after many days that the Yahweh said unto me, Arise, go to Ephraim, and take the girl from thence, which I command thee to hide there. Verse 7. Then I went to Ephraim and dig and took the girl from the place where I had hid it. And behold, the girl was mine. It was possible for nothing. Make that something. Now, he did almost. Let's just get in there. Tonight, he does some dramatic work. He's equal to say it. I mean, girl, I'm out of say it. He says, either take a, a linen girdle, put a put them on your lawn, and go all the way down to Friday's, and just leave it there. And so mm-hmm. the days, he tapped him on the shoulder again. So now go, now go back and get that girdle. So back in the days, the children of Israel had no problem going from the temple site Right down to the Euphrates because that was all one of the borders to the Israel. Okay, so what happened next mother, mother in verse 8? So now he said, he said, he said, Jeremiah said, when he got back, that girdle was good for nothing. He was giving an illustration about something. We'll be getting ready to find out. Verse 8, verse 8, down to verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 13. Verse 8 to 11. Verse 8. 8 reads. Then the word of the Yahweh came to me, saying, Verse 9. Thus said the Yahweh, After this manner will I mind the pride of Judah and the great pride of Judah. Verse 10. This evil people, which refused to hear my words, which walked in the imagination of their minds, and walked after others Yahweh to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this girl, which is good for nothing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, just as you said that girdle that you hid 
and the angel came back and told you to go back and get it. He said, this dirty ain't good for nothing. He mm-hmm. said, also, behind that illustration, he said, the children of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, according to verse 10, in the last line, he said, they just like this girdle. Said, what, mother? They, they just like this girdle. That's what? That's good for nothing. Hey, that Exactly. You hear that, Mama V? He said the children of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi is just like this girl. Good for nothing. You see what he's saying? He, he had to see it to go get it. He said, hey, I picked up this thing. It's marred. It ain't no good. He said, just about time of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. They ain't good for nothing. But you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments today. You're worth the mountain and you will be you ain't wearing no fringes. You ain't just as in the poor elder man. He said, his eyesight is good for nothing. Where's that verse 11? Verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 11. For as the girl cleaved to the lawn of a man, so have I cause to cleave unto me the whole family of Israel and the whole family of Judah said the Yahweh that they might be unto me for a people and for a name and for a praise and for a honor but they would not hear. I that you see, you see why the seal keeps two handkerchiefs always crying. The seed always got two hands. I look at this strong piece. Like this girl that ain't good for nothing. He said, because they're not going to even listen to the Almighty. So I, so I see why they pay the seal no never mind. He said, look at it. They ain't going to pay you. They, they ain't pay me no never mind. Let's get a precept <laughs> on that, mother. Let's get a precept on that. So, so the seal, you he, he know he come on the broadcast six nights a week. I don't know how many payments of never mind by the majority, though. But they ain't pay y'all well on never mind. Good. Let's get a precept on the mother. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 3. Let's get a precept on that. So, you see, so when they pay the when they pay the deal, no never mind, when you're trying to save their life, and we don't pay me no never mind. I understand that. Because they don't pay, they don't pay y'all well on never mind. Let's see what he says. In Ezekiel chapter 3. No. We're going to get a precept on that, Mom. We're going to 3, and we're going to pick up verse 7 down to verse 2. Ezekiel 3, 7 down to verse 2. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7. But the 
family of Israel would not hearken unto the unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the family of Israel are infantry. Excuse <coughs> me. And hard headed. <laughs> hey, 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 mo, hey, mo, hey, they, they, they infinite, and they what, mo? Hard-headed. Hey, that's up. You, you mean we deal with a hard-headed people, mo? Yes, mo. Mm-hmm. That's up. 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 He tell you what he wants you to do, he, and you say, oh, Yahweh says we're going to do it. But you don't do nothing the man say. That's why he call you impotent and hard-headed. Verse 8, down to verse 10, 8, 9, and 10, what does it say? Behold, I have made their faith strong against their faith, and their forehead strong against their forehead. Verse 9, and as a adamant, hard and as an adamant, harder than flint, have I made their forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their look, though they be a rebellious family. Verse 10. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, Receive in thy mind and hear with thy ear. Uh huh. And, and do what in verse 11? Hey, Mother, do what in verse 11? Verse 11. And go, and go get thee to them of uh, the captivity unto the children of the people and speak unto them and tell them, Thus said the Yahweh. Whether they will hear or whether they will obey. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 11, and go get you to them of the captivity unto the turn of thy people. See, you can't, you can't be running around trying to teach all nations. No. You got to teach thy people, your people, your people. Your business in your family first before you go abroad. You got to take care of your people first. Verse 27. Okay. Verse 27. Well, when I speak with thee, I will open thy mouth, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, he that heareth, let him hear. And he that forbears, let him forbear, for they are a rebellious family. You see that? So you see, mother, don't get frustrated when you're trying to help somebody out. they all over the place. Understand, this is a hard-headed people. They always, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, but you don't know. And they shift the neck up. Saying that they're not gonna listen to Yahweh, they know. But but you got some that go, they will go, it's gonna listen. Um, so we found out one thing. 
that the land that was given to us, one of our borders was to the Ephraim. Now, Sister Miriam, what was another one of our borders that we can read by going to First Kings chapter 8? Let me show you something. See, we, we ain't got a clue. And we watch the big, all the big camps coming around this thing, but they all listen to Boy Bill to his life. Maybe they'll take a hold of some of these lessons and start doing the right thing. You know, so we here to help, but understand, you got to organize according to this book. Can be all over the place. Now let's show you something about another border of your place. Your place. The place from from the land from where the ship was at, you know now it went one way. It went to the Euphrates for one one place. It's kind of another place. It went to um, Sister Miriam. We're going to First Kings chapter eight. Let's find out in verse sixty-five. Let's find out another place that your borders go up to, another one your gates go up to. We're going to 13, chapter 8, verse 65. What does it say? Hallelujah. Why? First Kings, chapter 8, verse 65 reads, And at that time, Salomo held a feast. Solomon held a feast, and all Israel with him, a great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt, before the Yahweh of Yahweh, even days and seven days. So another one I brought him went up to, to where, according uh, to verse 65, Another one I bought went from the temple site all the way up to what again? Because he had the he had the big thing at the temple site, but it went all the way up to what river again? There, um, entering in of Hamath into the river of Egypt before the Yahweh You mean that this word? Solomon had a feast there. They had a feast going all the way up from the temple site that Solomon built all the way up to Egypt. That's another one you you are born. All that. So that little granite rock they talk about over there in that little corner, that ain't got nothing to do with the area you had. You had, you went all the way up to this river of Egypt. That was your land too. All the way up to the river Egypt. And what happened in verse 66? First Kings, chapter 8, verse 66. On the eighth day, he sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went into their tent, joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Yahweh had done. For David, his servant, and for Israel, his people. Mm-hmm. So you see, 
you got a lot of things to do. Your land went all the way up to on one side it went to the trading and beyond that really. But we just give you mm-hmm. an idea. Another side went all up to Egypt. So you look at you look at a map, a Google map, and see how far Egypt is mm-hmm. from the land from the where it got it right now at. Didn't didn't the sun go to Egypt? Egypt was right across the street when Miriam and uh, Joseph taking the boy, Yahweh the son, to Egypt. Remember, that was right across the street from their land. See, you, you think you think he was? No, he was right across the street. Your boys went up to Egypt anyway, so all they got was across the street. <laughs> that was across the street. That's how far your land went. You thought Joseph was riding. You thought Joseph was... Listen, your land went up to that border anyway. That was the end of your land. So what they did, Joseph and Miriam and the baby Yahweh, the son, they just crossed the street. That's all they did. All they went was cross the street. You see that? We got a whole lot of teaching. We went across the street. Okay? So that's, that's the only two. Now, you know what? Now, we're going to teach you on that. We're going to teach you on your geographic left. See, it's going to make a difference what we teach on. Yaqua will give you that very same hour and teach on anything. You got the right spirit of Yaqua, and that very same hour, he'll teach you Teach on whatever you want. That's when you know you working with Yaqua for that very same hour. You can keep any lesson. That's why we have basically 